Endurance rotation is 67, 68 RPM. Okay, get ready to match our spin with the retro thrusters. It's not possible. No, it's necessary. You're so sure. Because he told you. Because we never lie. I'm gonna tell Mr. Wallace you try to shoot me first. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. You know, somehow, I told you so, just doesn't quite say it. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! Welcome back to Back Porch Movies. Today we'll be doing the best science fiction films since 2000. So the last 23 years, the best sci-fi movies, and we could have done best sci-fi of all time, but I do think that we would have had super, super similar lists. And we can talk about a few lesser known ones this way. And I got to say, this is, this is my genre. This is, I'm really excited for this episode. We, this is also my uh, favorite genre. And there were so many movies. This list was extremely hard is to make. sci-fi the genre that has the most sub-genres like there's what what do you like mean like there's the psychological thriller that are sort of sci-fi elements to it there's like a fantasy sort of sub-genre there's like the space epic there's the superhero like there's horror. yeah alien horror. There's a lot of weird movies oh. that when you Google <laughs> I thought, action, I thought you said horror. I was like, what kind of sci-fi movies are alien you watching? Alien horror. Like, <laughs> <laughs> alien <laughs> Um, but so I, like so I chose basically like, hey, I'm not touching any superhero movie if it like. I, I did Iron Man could easily be a sci-fi movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a sci-fi movie. But really, it's a superhero movie. Yeah. So I cut all of those out. I cut out um, Apocalypse movies. Did y'all include any of those? Interesting. Like, 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 like dystopian, dystopian movies? Dystopia movies. Like I, had the, I was thinking The Lobster would be... See, I did, I did not. I did not. Uh, I, I did no superheroes, no Star Wars and that was pretty much my two that I'm like, I'm not delving gotcha. into. I did no superhero movies because just how big and prevalent that genre is. I think it's a genre within itself now. It, it really Star is. Wars, I, Star Wars I definitely kept because it's the premier uh, franchise of sci-fi. I think you had to keep it in. Yeah, so I included it too. I've always considered Star Wars almost its own genre. Like, like it's, it's like a, a space Western. Like, I think they, they always call it like a space opera. And that's, what's weird. If we had made the all time sci-fi list, empire is probably my number one. And I would have right. several star, but, but since 2000, and I would have put force awakens on mine personally. I just, I don't know. I felt weird about including star Wars. And I don't know how much of that is because Marvel and, uh, Star Wars are now so Disneyfied, but I kind of considered them one thing to remove. All right, I I get that. Um, I just didn't go down that route. So uh, let's go ahead and let's get started. Uh, we should go. Let's go. Let's go in order of age. JP, you want to give us your twenty-five? 
Oh, also, um, just, a- just for the rules, if we have one on our list for people that have heard our past episodes, like if you've listened to our top 25 superhero movies, if someone has it higher, we will wait to talk about it. Um, okay, so I have a caveat here. Okay. I added a 26th movie. Um, it's already getting it's already getting complicated. On... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my 26th movie is Sunshine because two thirds of the film are one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen, and the last third is the most baffling, bizarre genre switch and ending of a movie I've ever seen. So I didn't feel right putting it on the list because I hate this movie, but. Based on potential, it I just had to mention it. So, and, and we've talked about Sunshine on previous episodes before. I think our quarantine special. Um, you, you're very correct. It's it would be maybe in the top ten if they had nailed the ending, and it's a baffling final act. Yeah. Well, anyways, on to my twenty-five. It's Signs. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan, <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> that's a that's. I a... will majorly abstain from this one. Wow, really? That's kind of yeah. surprising. I, I, it is not on my list. I love this movie. Really? We'll talk about it? Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it. Chris, what's your twenty-five? Twenty-five is Sunshine. Had to be included in the list. Had <laughs> wow. had to include God. it in the list because it's like JP said. I'm Gabe. I'm assuming it's not on yours. Yeah, it made my long list of like 50 to 75, but I couldn't put it in because of yeah, the Yeah, like JP absolutely like described it correctly and we did it in our quarantine special in more depth, but I mean it's it's one of the best sci-fi movies for an hour and 15 minutes and then it's one of the worst sci-fi movies for the last half hour, which really it's it might be the movie that angers me the most but I got to include it because it's just so good for the first half. Danny Boyle is a great director. uh, Yeah. It it turned into Jason X, the 10th Jason. (laughs) Where Jason's just in space, just killing people. (laughs) Um, Would you still recommend sunshine to people? Because I think I would, because it's, it is notorious. We all went into it. It has the reputation of a very strange final act, and I'm still I still liked the movie. Yeah, same. Which is why I included it. I mean, I would recommend it, knowing I would probably undersell it. You know, because uh, if you if you make it thirty minutes into it, you're like, this is incredible, and then you just it sets you up to get punched in the gut. Mm-hmm. Okay, my twenty five is Cloverfield. Literally one that I, I okay. did not include specifically because I, I was like, yeah, it's kind of not. I, I didn't consider it sort of sci-fi, so I took it out. But I can I would have included it if I did. Oh, it's definitely that sci-fi. JP, what yeah. did you put it on your list? No, it, it's in my honorable mentions, like 30, 40-ish. So Cloverfield is, I believe it's from 2008, J.J. Abrams, um, like a found footage the first, monster first movie. mainstream found footage movie. Like Blair Witch well, had come well, out yeah. 10 years before, 
but it was they they did an incredible marketing campaign for Cloverfield, mm. and at the time, like it wasn't the first found footage, but there there it wasn't uh it wasn't an oversaturated genre at the time. And if you went into Cloverfield, they did a great job of hiding what it was about, and it was so entertaining on the big screen. And there's like a lot of actors in it that got their, like, it was kind of their breakouts. Like, like TJ Miller, Ehrlich Bachman from Silicon Valley is the dude filming and kind of narrating the movie. And I didn't realize it until years later. It's just a really fun, creative movie that I don't think hits nearly as hard once you've seen it. But at the time it was great. In the sequel with John Goodman, that was like a big hit. Or the third one. Which one is that? That's my favorite one. 10, Ten Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. Lane. It's my number one that I have not watched. Yeah, I need to see. Everyone says that it's amazing. My f- that's my favorite one of the series, and uh, I it killed me to leave it off. My JP, list. interesting, interesting moment in time was Cloverfield being a massive movie, found footage on at the same time that The Office was like the biggest TV show going on, and it was like the documentary style, like those two things going on at the same time with like the handheld stuff and the bond and born movies. It was like, it was a weird time, weird time. Yeah. Uh, JP, Um, what's your uh, 24 minority report? Unforgivable, unforgivable. It's this high on your list. Uh, I agree. We're going to have to wait a while. Your your opinion is now dropped. Uh, Like my estimation of you is completely changed as a human. I've only seen it once. So I haven't been able to rewatch it with me. When I babysat you for a weekend, I said, we're watching, you're getting a film education and we watch minority report. Uh, Chris, what's your 24? Uh, I know. I just said that we, I cut out a lot of uh, apocalypse movies, but my number 24 is the greatest B-movie of all time, The Day After Tomorrow. Early Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Early Jake Gilly with uh, Dennis Quaid back when he was still sort of normal. Great, uh, like, end-of-the-world movie. And, yeah, very cheap. It's a great B-movie, and it ended up making a ton of money because it's really good, and the acting's really good. Very cheap. This was like a hundred million dollar movie, wasn't was it? it? Let me see. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think this was like a super huge blockbuster. Wow, hundred twenty five million dollar budget, and guess how much it made? <laughs> Probably like five hundred million. Five fifty. This is a big movie. Yeah, this is a big movie. Wow, it um, came out in 04. I, I didn't include this. I This movie's okay, but I'm always the type of person who I'm never really into movies where the enemy is weather. <laughs> like, give me a monster, give me some supervillain, but I don't like movies generally where it's disease or weather. It's like, how do you fight that? Yeah. Oh, we just, we go where it's warm. It's like, oh, that's, eh, it, it doesn't do it for this me. This was a legendary, this was a legendary, like, summer, come in from the pool, throw something on, and, and like, at the, this was a classic Norton House movie. <laughs> like, mm. 
Uh, my 24, I do think we're going to have to wait on this one, is Snowpiercer. Major abstain. We're gonna have Not to online. Didn't make your list? No, don't like it. Wow. Okay, Chris, this is the thing, though. You, when this movie premiered, were obsessed with this movie, and you loved yeah. it. So what's changed well. in the last decade? Didn't age well, I'll save it. Okay. Okay. It's one of my favorite movies. So it's we'll better. It's okay. better. And I also, it, it's better than uh, the one he won all his Oscars for. Let's say that. Uh, definitely <laughs> agree. Uh, JP, what's your 23? Uh, 23, The Force Awakens. Mm. See, uh, if I had included Star Wars online, this would have probably made my top 15. Um, I, I fucking love this movie. I, even though they ruined, ruined the trilogy, the setup was so good. This movie was great. It was exactly what I wanted. Remember when they just killed yeah, the, the villain movie. in the first scene of the sequel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, JP, um, we'll, we'll hang on now, talking about it. Okay. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, my number 23 is Prometheus. Saw this in theaters. Might have been with you, Gabe. It could have been. I, I saw this in theaters as well. Uh, we're going to abstain for me. I, that's on my list. JP? Is it, uh, is it back to me? No, is it on your list? Oh, it's my 22. Oh, it's my next oh perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't done my 23 yet, though. My 23 is uh, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Interesting pick. I that is in my honorable mentions. It's a good good flick. That was just like just off my list by few. Okay, so let's talk about it. Um, this was a this was a very good movie. This is based on H. G. Wells' War of the Worlds novel from like the early 1900s, and it's uh, Tom Cruise. In a sci-fi epic directed by Steven Spielberg with a huge budget. And that's pretty much all I need to know. And I'm like, oh, I'm in. Love it. I'm in. And it's it's a very good movie. It's paced well. And then it does change. There's like a 10 to 15 minute change towards the end where he's in a basement for like... It get, does get a little slow. But overall, it's a very good movie. I don't like the ending. The ending is way too happy. And I know you're going to say it's about an alien invasion and unrealistic, (laughs) but it definitely to me is like either producers stepped in and said, we have to make it a happier ending. That that's kind of what it has the vibe of. It's peak. It's peak Spielberg Spielberging out at the end, instead of just making a, making probably the movie that he was intending to make that like Tom Cruise would make nowadays. Like with age, I think this was just like, Hey, we're making a crowd pleasing, like six sci-fi movie. And it's good. I like, it might be one of my top recommends on this list. Honestly, like it, everyone who, even if you don't like sci-fi, you'll enjoy it. And it is heavy, heavy sci-fi. It's like straight up an alien movie. Yeah. 10 minutes into the movie when the aliens just start fucking everyone up, <laughs> it's like, like it's, it's actually really well done. Dude, is it, uh, is it JP, towards the end when they just fire like a million missiles, like, out, like from the ground at, at all this? Yeah. It's like, 
I think they're shooting like tank missiles or something, and it's really sick. But anyways. <laughs> JP, you said your 22 is Prometheus. I've got to abstain on that yeah. one. Chris, what's your 22? 22, JP, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we can so talk about it. Not, not, my, Y'all are- not my top Star Wars movie, by the way. Can we stop for a second? So you guys both had Sunshine at the same spot. You've got Prometheus the same spot, and you've got Force Awakens at like the same spot. Like y'all are really in sync so far. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Pretty in tune. <laughs> Force Awakens, <laughs> and I think later on. Oh, but yeah, no, I, I think we'll all have like the top top five as the same. But uh, Force they're going to be very similar top five. Force Awakens, like Gabe and JP are way more of the Star Wars guys. Like for me, just coming at it straight as a movie, very good movie. Has not aged well. 99% of it has nothing to do with the movie itself. It's just the circumstances surrounding it are, it, it just, I don't enjoy watching it anymore. So unlike the old, unlike yeah, the originals, the like only- I think those have aged very well and you enjoy them more uh, with, especially with the prequels. Like you're like, Oh, okay. There's more context, but these ones have maybe right. in 20 years we'll, think of them differently but probably not (laughs) no no um this movie i loved when it came out had a lot of potential um we saw this together the three of us in theaters yeah and it was a shit show but it was amazing too um it, it was but the only thing at the time and or really the only thing um other than what you said chris that i have a problem with is it's just a new hope rehashed and that's what everyone says, but it really is. It's just a new hope, which is a great movie. So that's what, why it's on my was list. Was this the when the freak guy who we thought was going to yes. shoot us all up? Can you tell that story? I don't think yeah. we've ever put that in a podcast, have we? Yeah. So the three of us went to see Force Awakens the at like nine p.m. like the Thursday night premiere right before Christmas and. There was a crazy dude walking around with a backpack who was like scaring people in our theater and he kept checking the exits and like messing with them like he was locking. And we were like, this is a shooter. This is a shooter. He had like military cargo pants on like. So we went to report him to management and a couple people already had and the cops actually were like walking into the theater as we were walking out. And we actually left and we came back two hours. They refunded our tickets and gave us a later showtime. But that was uh, that theater, which is no longer around anymore. That Regal literally the next day instituted a no backpack policy, which is now common sense. But like they just didn't have back then. Yeah, I thought we were going to get dark knighted for a second. It was like really sketchy. That was very weird. It was it was that I thought the exact same thing. And, And we were JP was probably... 14 15 at the time and i don't know how much you realized it had me and chris freaked out jp but we were me and chris kept looking at each other we're like let's get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah i'm glad we called it honestly yeah <laughs> okay so my 22 is monsters oh i haven't seen it what is that? I've never even heard so of it. So Monsters is from 2010, and it's Gareth Edwards. That uh, It's his debut film. Gareth Edwards is the guy that did um, Godzilla, and then he did most of Rogue One. 
And this is what got Gareth Edwards like super famous because it's a really cool sci-fi alien movie basically about this guy and this girl who Mexico is quarantined because of like an alien infestation and they have to travel through the infestation to get back to America. And it's just really well done on a small budget, just a really cool movie. And sounds like there's some symbolism there. (laughs) (laughs) For someone's debut film, you're like, oh, I get why they gave him 200 million to do Godzilla after this. And it's like, oh, I get why they gave him Rogue One until they made Tony Gilroy reshoot like a third of the movie. You know? Mm But I would highly recommend Monsters because it's something to where it's on a small budget, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Okay, JP, what's your 21? Uh, the Prestige. This was a movie that we all watched together, I think, uh, and it was my first time. I don't remember if it was y'all's. Chris, did this um, make your list? A great movie. I did not consider it a sci-fi movie. So here's the thing. It is a sci-fi movie, but it's a spoiler almost to like say it's a sci-fi movie. This was... <laughs> this, well, it is because it has it's a, a magic huge sci-fi term. <laughs> so... I actually was, this was the one I wrestled with more than any other film. Should I put this on the list? Because quality wise, it would be on my list. But it's a sci-fi it, movie. It is. And I, I kind of regret not putting it on, but I chose to leave it off because I, I was kind of going back and forth about it. JP, continue. It's, it's something different. It's something different. It's like a psychological thriller. I don't know. Um, just the level of... Uh like mastery that Nolan brings to sci-fi same with uh, similar to someone else that we'll talk about later. It's just, it's a whole, he's on a whole nother level than compared to his peers. It's not even close. Like in this movie with getting Hugh Jackman and big stars and David Bowie's playing Nikola Tesla in it out of he's nowhere. Great in it. Just, he's great. He's out great. of nowhere. Um, <laughs> In magic movies, I'm kind of like a kind of my like my guilty pleasure in the magic sci-fi movie from Christopher you, Nolan. You like the Now You See Me series? Maybe. Don't judge. <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, it's really good. It's very well done and crafted. Like we said, um, this is the movie that Nolan made in between Batman Begins and Dark Knight, and. Nolan is such a good director, such an interesting writer, although I th- it, it might be based on a book. I think it might be based on a book, just the way they set up the film. And if I said, of course, there's a twist, there's like six twists in this movie. And technically you can see them all coming because it's really clear, except that I didn't see any of them coming. Like, like yeah. you can see all of them coming. And yet he got me on every single one. Yeah, it's one of those when you go back and watch it, you're like, how did I not guess what was going to happen? But great movie, definitely recommend. Chris, what's your 21? Uh, my 21 is AI, Artificial Intelligence. Probably I thought the this would be higher movie. for you. Yeah, uh, it, it hasn't aged well on me, but it's it's probably the weirdest movie on here. Prometheus is up there too, but... AI is a sh- very strange movie. 
but it is really good. And I think it, <clears throat> the concept of the movie has aged very well, like Minority Report, which we'll talk about a lot more later. That's probably the movie that aged the best. I've, I've never seen AI, but I do know I. there's a legal aspect to this movie. D- has that part yeah. aged well for you or poorly? No, it's one of the better parts of the movie. There's so parts of it are you do realize that Spielberg didn't like it, it wasn't Spielberg's brainchild. It was a Kubrick movie to start. And, and Kubrick died, that, right? Yeah. And he, he basically, like, when he knew he was like he was sick, he basically gave it to, he sent it to Spielberg and was like, hey, can you finish this? And, uh, after uh, the Illuminati killed him after Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> so he saw it coming, and so he sent it to Spielberg, um, which is weird. It, it does not age well because it is a Kubrick script shot like a Spielberg family movie. <laughs> it's yeah. shot like Hook, but it's written like Eyes Wide Shut. So yeah. it's really, it's a, it's a really weird. Yeah, that's it is interesting really too, weird is looking. Spielberg, I'm sure, uh, drew like a decent bit from Kubrick, and you know they're relatively same generation. Well, no, Kubrick's about 15 years older, right? And yeah, I just don't consider I mean, them similar directors. I, I just no, don't consider them all. similar vibes. That's a kind of odd choice to complete your film. Yeah, I think it was just because he was like. He, Spielberg's kind of the sci-fi guy. Him and George Lucas, like they that's kind of who at the mm. time, like who else was making sci-fi movies, you know? Right. Um, so my 21 is Super 8 by JJ Abrams. Never saw it. Really? Okay. It's I thought that yeah. was a Spielberg movie. No, it's basically oh, a Spielberg homage. Yeah. Oh. God. JP, this it's has got to really, be on your list, right? It's really good. I saw it in theaters. I've seen it once or twice since. And I took it off at the last second, made it an honorable mention. It's really good, though. Wow. Is it yeah. kids? Yeah. Yes. So, JP, did you go to the... Uh, Dakota Fanning's little sister is, is one of the kids. She was in a couple movies, but... Uh, Besides that, I don't know, but they're all really solid child performances. And then um, I think Noah Emmerich is the, from the Americans is the bad guy. And it's just a really fun movie. I think it influenced Stranger Things a lot. And I think it was Definitely. all and, and it's just they don't make movies like this anymore. They make them TV shows like a Stranger Things, but a really fun uh, kind of mystery monster movie with a shockingly big budget for an original idea. Uh, Where does this fall in J.J. Uh, Abrams's filmography? And like, what was it before Star Trek? That's yeah. a. Um, I think it yeah, might have been so. right after Star Trek, because Star Trek was two thousand nine. Yeah, Super Eight's two thousand eleven. Oh, it was that long ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this the Chris was uh, Star Trek. Was that long ago? Damn. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. My number 20, the movie of our childhood, Transformers. <laughs> it's a good choice. I love this movie. The first Transformers it. is very solid. It was it, it, it was a thing at the time. 
it was it's a real probably, thing. It's probably the only good one. Um, and and let's let's all be honest. We became men when we saw Megan Fox leaning over that car hood. Yeah, I've heard countless people around our age say that exact thing. Um, <laughs> the uh, CGI in this movie, I think, was like super groundbreaking. I had never seen anything like it. It looked when I was little. I almost I I think I thought it was real. <laughs> but it looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah at the time in 2007 i had never seen anything like it and you have number one you have good performances it's clever you the there's parents a lot of, are great in it the, the parents, parents are, are hilarious awesome. yeah. you have funny bit characters and like you said megan fox was as big a draw to this movie as any of the cars any of the transformer aspects like she she <laughs> became one of the most famous people on earth out of nowhere like I was 16 when this came out and it's all we could talk about. Mm -hmm. I think it still holds up today. The humor and the CGI even still to this day is great. But didn't make my list thought about it though. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I had to Chris, what's your 20? My 20 is star Wars episode three revenge of the Sith. Major abstain. Yeah, we'll talk about I, I figured that oh, he major really? abstain. <laughs> okay. This would have probably made my my list around where you put it, Chris, if I was including Star Wars. I chose not to yeah. for reasons that are clear to me, maybe not to everyone else. So my number 20 is uh, iRobot. Nice. In my honorable mentions. Same. That's a great movie from childhood. And I, I actually yeah. rewatched this two years ago when I was stricken and I do mean stricken with COVID and it held up. You know how sometimes you get cravings for food. Like when you're sick, I had a random craving for like six hours to watch iRobot. So I like rented it on Apple for six bucks. <laughs> you, and, you paid $6 to watch iRobot. <laughs> I had to, the COVID brain wouldn't let me not do it. So and so this was honorable mention for both you guys. Yeah. It's just the whole plot of it. It's a fun blockbuster with some really interesting, you know, kind of intro level, but interesting takes on robotics and AI. And it's also a noir murder mystery in the future. And when you combine all that together and you have Alex Proyas, who is a very hit or miss director, but when he hits like in this or in dark city, he does a damn good job. City, yeah. And and Will Smith. It's um. This is this is your classic. Like, all you need in the movie is Will Smith. Like Will Smith is so. Yeah. He he's in almost every scene. He is the biggest star on earth when this comes out, and he carries a movie. I think my knock on it is just like it's not. It's not a deep movie but it's sort of trying to be. It's like, hey, we have Will Smith in this and, and it's a giant mega budget blockbuster, but like we're going to like try to be really uh, serious. Yeah. And I, some, I, some I of didn't the like questions, that. Some of the questions asked are actually really interesting. Uh, yeah. When but the there's better movies that do it. There's better right. movies that cover the same topics in this genre. The so it's like... They could have made this movie for $8 million 
and they could have made it way more intellectual and not action packed. And I'm actually happy that they did it this way. I like a blockbuster that brings up interesting questions and yeah, it's not going to win best picture, but it's a fun ride. And there's, there's some intellectualism in there too. Again, we're not, we're not saying that this is, you know, PhD at MIT level stuff, but you know, you're an in, intro to c- computing at FSCJ. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do this. Uh, JP, what's your 19? Or do you have more takes? Uh, I was just going to say I love that movie. I agree. It's just like really, really fun movie that I have fond memories of. This was a was classic a FX replay movie. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, always definitely. on FX. Another movie I saw in theaters, by the way, at the Pablo 9 with Spencer, our cousin. <laughs> Uh, my 19, I don't know if y'all have ever even heard of this, Dark Skies. Uh, I have heard of Dark Skies. Is this when, is this the one where they're all trapped in a small plane? No, no, no. Okay. This is, um, it's, it was a smaller movie. It was like $3 million budget with Carrie Russell. And it's one of my favorite alien movies of all time. It's fucking incredible. Um, basically a family... Uh, every night is experiencing some sort of poltergeist. Things are moved around. Um, the kitchen's rearranged. Uh, TV turns on. And it slowly escalates and escalates. And they don't know what's going on. And they finally buy uh, security cameras and install them. And they realize that standing over their bed every night are like three figures. figures. And they're called the greys. Like the grey alien. The stereotypical depiction of aliens and the mom starts to uh research about it to learn more and more and it escalates and it ends with one of the best endings of a sci-fi movie i've ever seen wow like highly suggest watching this movie i love yeah this is not what i'm thinking of i I definitely haven't seen this it sounds good yeah is it is it it sci-fi horror horror? yeah it's very dark and it's a mystery up to a point and the ending has a twist that's incredible Mm. so it's really good um chris what's your 19 my 19 is ready player one another spielberg movie nice i love that movie i didn't even think of that i didn't didn't even cross my mind jp you showed me this movie because you were like i i don't know why this movie didn't make more money and we watched it together and i was like this is incredible like I'm I, so in on this. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I love that movie. Yeah. Goonies nice call. meets, you know, pop culture references meets, you know, like fun sci-fi, not dark. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. a great popcorn flick. That's really well acted and it's Spielberg and, you know, big budget and it looks great. Um, very exciting movie. And it's one of the original, uh, like in my opinion, one of the better video game movies mm-hmm. kind of like top gun now this year, you know, it's just like, yeah. all right, let's just make a video game, a movie. Top gun's not a video game. No top gun, meaning like the, the plot of the movie is a video game. Like how yeah, it's just, like, okay, we have this mission that you do over and over again in the movie. video game. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was very confused. Uh, I don't like ready player <laughs> one. I think it's why not, We've talked about this before. Uh, part of it is yeah. the book is one of the most insufferable books I've ever tried to read. I had to put it down after about 60 pages. 
I do think it's stupid and I think it's a little bit too much of the whoa nerd culture yo (laughs) and it's like trying to act like all of these fucking nerdy computer programmers um were like people that were like i I listened to duran duran it's like oh yeah because that wasn't popular at all they're like trying to pretend <laughs> Star Wars wasn't popular like in the 70s. It's like it was the biggest movie it literally ever. Like <laughs> so, so maybe this is a personal attack coming out from me, but I Yeah, yeah. Not an insane my choice. I just don't like it. My criticism of it is I think Bark Ryland sucks in it. He's awful. Like I don't I don't get what he's doing and it's so bad. He's really bad. He's, he's a great actor, but this and uh, Don't Look Up or whatever that movie is from last year, it's two of the worst performances I've ever seen coming from that guy. I would so, agree with you, Chris. Uh, we're moving on. My- <laughs> and it's the same character. It is. <laughs> My 19 is The Vast of Night. Abstain. Yeah, I figured you would. Um, JP, did you watch this? This was a sci-fi movie during uh, quarantine. This might have been the first Amazon movie, right? Uh, no, they've, Chris, they've had movies for a while, I think. Chris had me watch this. I left off my list just because I completely forgot about mm. it. Okay. Um, so we'll talk about it more when uh, Chris is up. JP, what's your 19? Uh, it's my 18. Okay, you're 18. You're 18. Uh, my 18 is a little tiny film that was made for $7,000 called Primer. Mm. I knew you'd have this on your list. I've never even uh, heard of it. Primer. I, I haven't told, seen it, JP, but this is the most notorious time travel movie there is. And it's yeah, well it, known as being the most complicated movie ever filmed. Is yeah, it like it, Looper, but good? Uh, it, fuck Looper. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's the most confusing movie I've ever seen. And it had... After it was made, like after Memento was made, Nolan had to do a chart basically to explain it. So Primer was the same thing. And once you get it explained to you, you still don't get it, but you have an idea. And it's really, really interesting. This guy just came up with it and scrounged together all the money he could. And um, at times you can tell, I mean, it's really just shot in his house, his work, storage unit. But the plot is so fucking crazy and you don't realize what's happening till like a third of the way through the movie. And you're just like, Oh my God, Holy shit. It's like a loop on loop movie. And it does time travel in a way that is, I guess, I don't know, consistent with what could be actually possible in real life. The dude's like a physicist or something in real life, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, so he, the way he wrote it was, Basically, if it was possible, um, he writes it in that type of way, like what is actually possible. And of course, they use it to make money. So, so it's a little more in, in scientifically movie. accurate than in like Terminator when Reese is like, nothing dead will go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And of course, these guys, the characters in the movie use this invention to make money. Of course. So. Would you recommend this to, to like everyone because this is a movie that is very controversial no i would 
I would recommend it to someone, people like us that are really into sci-fi and something really thought-provoking that you have to think about. I was thinking about it for days after I mm. saw it. You're going to have to watch it one day. Uh, Chris, what yeah. is your 18? The Martian. Good movie. Okay. Gotta abstain. It's higher on my list. Same. Okay. Um, my 18 is Pitch Black. Never heard of it. Yeah, neither have I. So Pitch Black, oh, this is a damn good movie. Y'all are going to want to watch this one. Y'all would like it. Pitch Black is by David Twoey, and it's the dude he wrote The Fugitive, and he's made a lot of movies, and this is pretty much the only You got, you got me. This is pretty much the only one that's any good. <laughs> this is what really made Vin Diesel famous. And so it's from the year 2000, oh. and it's a sci-fi movie. So y'all have heard of like Riddick and Chronicles of Riddick, right? This yeah. is the original Riddick movie. And mm. uh, Vin Diesel plays Riddick, who is a notorious intergalactic criminal who has been captured. And his transport ship he's on crash lands onto a planet that has some mysterious sketchy sci-fi stuff going on. It's like a sci-fi survival movie and the Riddick character is really cool. And the movie itself is so well done and it's just creative. And this is before like Vin Diesel became like what green day is now. Just like, a, like I feel like, <laughs> does that make sense? Like back then Vin Diesel like. was sick. <laughs> now it's like a joke. I would highly recommend yeah. Pitch yeah. Black. It's a really good movie. It's like Coldplay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what is, uh, is it your 17, JP? Yeah, y'all are going to be mad at this. Um, Let's hear it. I edge it tomorrow at 17. That's, okay, that's a good choice. Uh, I, I got to abstain. Abstain. Yeah, I'm abstaining too. I, I, yeah, I knew both of y'all would. Chris, 17. My 17 is District 9. Okay. Uh, abstain as well. Did not make my list because I can't stand Neil Blomkamp. Don't like him. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, so, I like him. All right. So. We'll wait till uh, JP's up then. Uh, my 17 is Serenity. Okay. I knew you were going to put this. Mm. I've never seen yeah. it because I never finished yeah, Firefly. Uh, yeah, same. Fire. So this is Joss Whedon's, in my opinion, his best movie. Um, Serenity is the companion film to the TV show Firefly, which was one season. It's the most abused television show in history. Like they switch in one season, <laughs> they showed episodes completely out of order, and they switched the time slot like three times in two months. And it still has network was it? I think it was Fox. I could be wrong, but it has a legion of devoted fans, and it's basically a space western. And Joss Whedon at the end of it, it was a, it's a great show. Got canceled, and he's like, "I'm making a movie," and this is by far, you know, we we've talked about how Succession. Maybe there's going to be a movie five years from now. Those movies are never good, like the Downton Abbey movie, the Sex in the City movie. Uh, the Breaking Bad movie. Um, Entourage. Entourage. Oh Whenever, uh, and, and we're talking about a Peaky Blinders maybe having a movie. Firefly's version of this, which is called Serenity, is the only good version of this. It's just as good as a series. It 
gives a complete wrap up while also saying we could have future movies basically does a great job. Um, the vibe of this is so much fun. The dialogue is great. It's Joss Whedon before he went nuts. And it's got for a movie that this is not like a hundred million dollar budget. The effects are great and the action's really good too. Um, I would highly recommend. I would also recommend watching Firefly first. You don't have to, but it makes it a lot better because you know the characters. Yeah, I need to see it. I need to finish Firefly. Um, that what's funny is I actually saw this movie before I watched Firefly, and I it made me go and watch the show beforehand. Um, re- really, both of them highly recommend. I'll stop talking about it. Chris or JP, what what are we up next? Sixteen. Uh, sixteen. Avatar: The Way of Water. Uh, y'all haven't. It? It's it's higher on my list, Chris. This is not on your list, correct? No. Yeah, he didn't like it. No. <laughs> uh, we got to abstain. Chris, what's your 16? 16 is Dune with a gigantic asterisk. So I considered not including it because I think we've talked about it on another podcast. I think we're going to judge Dune together, Dune 1 and Dune 2 as one movie, sort of. Um, but I still loved the first one and I think it's one of the prettiest movies made in, in a long time, except for a few others of his that we're going to talk about. I got, so, I got abstain. This is one. Okay. Same. Yeah. It, it's one in a few years. I think we'll be like, mm-hmm. we're idiots for putting it that low. Yeah. 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 Uh, my 16 is Prometheus. Now we can nice. talk about it. I nice. think, right? So, so yeah, where'd that nice. rank for you guys? I had it at 23. Mine was 22. Yeah, so Prometheus. um, What's interesting, this is a film. I never grew up watching the Alien movies, so I didn't understand all the background of it. I've since seen them, but I saw Prometheus in theater with having no history with the Alien films, and it was great. It's it's a really good – and it was a disappointment to some people, which I don't really understand necessarily, but I thought that – the scope of it and the scale of it's awesome. And it's really, really uh, gives interesting ideas about mortality while also just being a giant sci-fi blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite of sort of what we were talking about earlier. Like this is a gigantic blockbuster that actually does thought, thoughtful, big ideas that sci-fi like as a genre addresses but in a fun blockbuster action movie Mm -hmm. Um, and same thing gabe i think it's better watching it first and then seeing alien and aliens yeah the others uh, in the series uh, i i love this movie because of the question from michael fassbender's robot if you created me who created you and the idea of like aliens seeding life on planets and being seen as gods to civilizations is just so fascinating and um it being made into a giant blockbuster i was like yeah this was right around the time where ancient aliens was starting to get big on history channel i believe i think and and you hadn't this wasn't something that we saw in media from like the 90s or early 2000s and then it uh, all of a sudden people were like no and if you don't believe this is what happened you're the idiot (laughs) 
One of the hey, in an incredible ending. Didn't know it was an alien movie until the <laughs> really, really. I was yeah. like, oh shit! I was like, oh shit! It's aliens. <laughs> Uh, my number fifteen is District Nine. Okay, so have, we can talk about it now. It's not on my list. Yeah, um, I can't remember. I, I guess Chris, you recommended it to me because Gabe said he didn't like it. This was we, we watched movie. it during quarantine. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. And the switch from documentary style to film style. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that before I watched this. And the I saw I watched like a whole documentary about the making of the like crawfish aliens, how insane and uh groundbreaking the CGI work was on the movie. I couldn't believe uh the guy invented like a ton of shit for the movie and it's no wonder the crawfish looks so real for two thousand what nine movie. Yeah, this was a this was a big deal at the time because it was after Dark Knight, I'm pretty sure, and this got nominated for Best Picture. It was the first. I'm pretty sure it was the first year they did the ten nominations. It was. And it was like a. It was a big deal that this got nominated, and I think it deserved it. And it's a great sci-fi movie. But looking back, the reason it's not higher on my list is like. It's a little on the nose, like the meaning behind the movie. Like, it's like we get it. Uh, Which which is all of Neil Blomkamp's movies. Yeah, if they would have been more subtle with that stuff and focused more on, like, the sci-fi aspect of it, I think it would have been a better movie. Um, It kind of beats you over the head with it. So, So I say this, and it's still my number 17. So it's a great movie, but... Yeah, it, it could have been a lot better. It is. It's too in your face. I agree. Chris, what's your 15? Ad Astra, which is, I would say, the opposite. It's the subtlest movie probably <laughs> on this list. And not a perfect movie. I think it has a lot of um, weirdness to it, which is why I, I, I think it was advertised as basically interstellar. But it was more of 2001. This was and my this was my last cut. This this almost made my list. Yeah, and um, very weird movie. And I but I have to include it, and maybe only because of the moon battle scene. The, it's the, the best sci-fi. It's the best sci-fi scene of the 21st century. I'm not going to go forgot. that far, but it's a great scene. Uh, I. I forgot to say this is on my list, just a little bit higher. That's why I didn't stop you. Um, I Man. agree. I think it's. I think it's. It's very tough between Interstellar and this. What's the modern t- two thousand one? And I almost lean towards this movie. I don't think it's better, but it's so fucking good. And the moon, like you said, the moon um, attack alone and the ending of the movie are some of my favorite scenes in sci-fi it 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 literally it is what the space force will be in 200 years like it it is exactly how i picture that yeah um so i guess we don't have to talk about it when we when we do yours (laughs) yeah yeah it's we're good 
on the ex- your, uh... on the exact opposite end of the spectrum because I think Ad Astra is not what it was advertised to be. This movie is the definition of exactly what it was advertised to be: is Pacific Rim. It's my fifteen. <laughs> did this make you a flick? List? But yeah, I, no, I didn't include it. It was not Mine not was, my thing. Yeah, honorable mention. Uh, I actually do like this. Movie. I love this movie so much. Tr- Transformers, but for smart people, bro. Like that's like what it was. That's not how I would <laughs> categorize it because it's way more a kaiju movie. Like it's like a like a. Yeah. Gundam or monster movie and it's Guillermo del Toro and he doesn't really make bad films. You know, I haven't seen shape of water, but um, (laughs) this is, I heard his Pinocchio is horrifying. They said it was giant monsters fighting giant robots and the CGI was going to be incredible. And I got exactly that. And the vibe is so good. Idris Elba is great in it. And I, I loved every part of this movie. I saw the sequel in theaters. It's not nearly as good, but it was like, yeah, it's a popcorn flick. This one is really good. I'm not going to say it's necessarily a smart movie, but it's really well done, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. God, just the, the monster fights are incredible. This movie... It's a ton of money, right? Oh, it, it made enough money to get a sequel. I'm not going to sit here and say it made a billion dollars, but it made good money. <laughs> Um, love this movie. Uh, very rewatchable too. Yeah, I'd take uh, the robots fighting monsters over monsters fighting monsters any day. Uh, JP, what's your fourteen? Avatar. I know Chris doesn't have it. Same. Oh, <laughs> the original, like right? The same. Yeah, we have like yeah, the same yeah. list. You're gonna have to. <laughs> you have to wait for me. Hey, in the old days, that was a that was a hey. You got to cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now with the six hour time a- difference, it's a little different for us to be drinking right now, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, All right, so we'll wait, I guess, for Gabe. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're fourteen, Chris. Avatar. Oh yeah, duh. Um, Gabe, sorry. My fourteen is Dune. Dune Part One. Do we have to wait? Uh, you. You want to talk about it? No, no, it's my twelve. No, JP, no, that you're spoiling the, the whole point of us doing this is because ooh, you have it at blah blah blah. <laughs> this isn't your first episode, dude. <laughs> I slap the shit out of you. All right, uh, so we will wait until whatever JP's is revealed at. Um, okay. JP, what's your thirteen? The Martian. So is mine. Oh, oh nice. So we I had it on. at 18. All right, so let's talk about okay. it. Um, I don't even remember if I saw this in theaters or not, but um, I think I had seen a few Ridley Scott movies, and I just saw that it was Matt Damon playing a smart guy in space. Just and pure so, charisma movie. It is a yeah. movie star movie. And he really is by himself on screen for what almost the entire movie they have a lot of stuff with nasa going on and stuff on the ship back on back on earth yeah Yeah. right right did he did he get nominated for this i know it was a big deal that it got nominated for best picture this was a great movie i was did he get nominated for this i don't know i don't know um i was blown away by how much i liked it it's very funny it notoriously got I believe it won Best Comedy at the Golden Globes. It's not a comedy, but it is really humorous. 
The author of this is Andy Weir. And his most recent book, Project Hail Mary, is going to be a big sci-fi movie in the next couple of years. And it's it's great. It's really good. Okay, so Damon won Best Actor for Comedy at the Golden Globes and was nominated for an Oscar for this. It's okay. This is an awesome movie, and I think a lot of it comes from how good the source material was, but they nailed it. The casting's so well done. I like the way it shows the politics of NASA. I like um, it shows all these super smart people working together to solve problems. Like That's the whole movie. What if the smartest people in the world had to solve enormous issues? And they, they mix that in with great visuals and a lot of humor, although it's a very serious film. And that's hard to pull off. Love this movie. Yeah. This is Jessica, Jessica Chastain being good. <laughs> and then the other part... That, that, hurt, that hurts say to is, say, doesn't it, for you? Yeah. This is Kristen Wiig. This, this is when she started getting... Everyone's like, dude, she's incredible. Let's make her the little side like cameo character and everything. And it ended up being horrible for most of the movies she appears in. But she's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, what's your 13? My 13, another quarantine movie, Source Code. Jilly, baby. One of my last uh, honorable mentions. Did not make my list. Same. Close. All right, let's talk about Almost it. Almost made mine. Very fun movie. Okay. Great movie. This is a classic game train movie. Conveyances. <laughs> yeah, Conveyances, baby. <laughs> Conveyances. Um, this is one that uh, really was about something way different than what you thought it was mm-hmm. about. And it's got all of the good formula, uh, like, it follows the great formula of like a good sci-fi movie, which is like a good twist at the end, good acting, good setup, great action. Um, and then like, a, uh, it, it actually is sort of a gut punch ending. I don't, um, I don't think they make sci-fi movies like this anymore. It's, it's a mid budget sci-fi movie with a big movie star. You, you don't really see that very often. You used to see this a lot in the early to mid 2010s. And, we you you it's a superhero movie it's franchise ip or it's giant budget nolan or villeneuve and this is something that they would maybe make a tv show on netflix out of or it'd be a shitty netflix movie Mm -hmm. directed by the russo brothers and the the criticism that i've had for a number of these movies just because the genre lends itself to space you you have or like you know sci-fi you think of space you have to think big thoughts Source code, it's like, we're just going to make a good fucking action movie, and then all of the stuff will be beneath that. All of the big thoughts is beneath, are beneath that. Yeah. Um, which I is think why most I love people, this And it's Jilly people, just at his finest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Just It's Jake Gyllenhaal being sent back to stop a terrorist attack. Okay, I'm in. And JP, you said your number 12 is Dune, correct? Yep. So so let's talk about Dune. Um, This was a COVID movie and still made a decent chunk of change for when it came out. And I went and saw it in theaters and uh, immediately was blown away how beautiful 
It's gorgeous. And good looking this movie yeah. was. It might I mean something about Villain Wave like him and Nolan are just I think they're the two best working directors right now. Yeah. And everything he makes is just beautiful to look at. I don't know who he uses as a cinematographer or if he does it himself, but you can tell it's a movie of his because they all have a similar um I don't even know what I can't even put my finger on it. Like darker tones, but it's not blurry, you know? Mm-hmm. Everything's just beautiful to look at. And I had no idea what this movie was even about. I just knew that it was an old movie that was from a book and apparently the book is impossible to make a movie. And I didn't I mean it, it was so clear to me the what was going on in the movie, I didn't even understand how it was so difficult to begin with. This, this was yeah. this was my Dave, 14. Dave, you've you've read all the books. No, right? I have not. I, the I, book. I, yeah. I have not read it. It's a legendary sci-fi book, one of like the top couple ever written for most fans. And um, I ch- when I heard Villeneuve was making the movie, I, I have the book. I chose not to read it because I'm like, oh, I'm going to love the movie. The, the thing is, is that I didn't know it was going to have a sequel. Like, and so you really, the ending really is halfway through a story. So I did leave the theater. It's not an ending. I left the theater disappointed. Fans of the book will tell you that that's really, it's the only way you can do it though. There's really not a clear uh, demarcation. So I I agree with what you said earlier, Chris, we're going to look back on this. And we talked about this in our best movies of 2021 episode. We could see this as a masterpiece 10 years from now. Like we might look back and this could be in the top 10, maybe top five. It just, it's not a complete story yet, but I'm very excited for, I think it's this November. Just can't wait. It's this year. Yeah. The trailer is awesome. It, it makes me think Gabe of an interview. Uh, it might be on the rewatchables podcast with Quinn Tarantino, him talking about kill bill and how he wanted to do one four hour movie. Mm-hmm. And that just his his script demanded it. This is that thing, and I'm sure Villeneuve like would have liked to have made it one movie, but just for you know money purposes, purposes. you have to split them in yeah. two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I don't even think that's why I have an asterisk on it. I I don't think we can adequately talk about it until we see. Yeah. The My number twelve is Avatar: Way of Water which I won't really prolong um, is on JP's list. This is a, just a great movie lived up to the first one. Incredible graphics. Loved it. Um, JP and I did a review of it. I believe last December, if you want to listen to it, uh, yeah. love this movie. Uh, JP, what's your number 11? Um, my, it um, was at Astra and we talked about it. Okay. So. Chris, what's your number 11? Oh, I didn't give my 12. Oh, you didn't? Okay, Chris, what's your 12? Yeah, my 12 is uh, one that probably could have not been on my list based on my other rules, but it's limitless. <laughs> what? So here's here, here's the thing. I know how much you love this movie, so I went to watch it. I for, fucking love this movie. I went to watch it for the first time uh, four or five days ago based on how much you love it. This movie fucking sucks. It's not good. Continue. <laughs> That's my take. I, it's a very I, college movie. Oh yeah. I love this movie. Like, okay. It goes against everything I've talked about the last hour, which is like (laughs) subtle movies that have big thoughts underneath 
plots, you know, big popcorn plots. This movie is like, it's a cliche to say, but it's what dumb people think smart movies are. Yes, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I love it just because it has everything I, I love about it. It's like got a political angle on it. It's like a little bit of m- crime mob noir. Um, and it's just acted really well, mm-hmm. but not, it is sci-fi, but it's, it's not, it's, it's weird. Okay. So that was your 12. I did my 12. JP, you did your 11, correct? At yep, Astra? So Chris, you're 11. Chris, you're 11. Mm-hmm. My 11, my 11, my top ranked Star Wars movie, Rogue One. Uh, let's, let's wait a second. Okay. To talk about Little it. Little abstaining. My 11 is Edge of Tomorrow. Abstain. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. In the, I had it as in, my seventeen. We're in the top ten. The top ten. JP. What is your number ten? Start of the top ten with Revenge of the Sith. I'm surprised it's this low for you. I know. I, I, I had it at twenty. I tried to be as objective yeah. as possible and get my bias out of it. Um what can you say? It's the fall of Anakin into Darth Vader. Um, I think it's one of the best tragic stories in modern history. Um, it's clunky at times. The dialogue can be cheesy. Um, but the action choreography the music and is incredible. the music and the plot throughout and the CGI still holds up. I think it's great. Um, it's just one of my favorite movies. I love this movie great sci-fi movie it's iconic it's so the i i love rogue one so much was that a cat by the way yeah it's Um, a cat at my feet (laughs) uh rogue one is ranked a lot higher because i love that movie like just from a non-star wars perspective uh revenge of the sith i yeah it has its issues but it is so iconic and i and i think in like 50 years we're going to be like that's the the fight with anakin at the end like in the lava and all that stuff that'll be like the uh you know i am your father moment for people my age i think hot take that fight is ass i love it the choreography is so bad it's like oh they know all each other's moves oh it's like (laughs) come on do something good I don't See, even care I, about the choreography and it, it's, it's like the meaning of it. And, it's and a dance. watching it now with like the reunite, you know, reuniting of it in the Kenobi series is like, I don't know. I really like it. I, I, I like it cause I don't appreciate the like sloppy, more realistic fighting choreo- choreography of the sequels. I like the really amped up, crazy, like dance style of the prequels. Just feels more Jedi to me. So, anyway, we can. I like this movie a lot. Like I said, Star Wars did not make my list. I just wanted to let y'all know I saw this movie during my eighth grade graduation week, awards luncheon. And then that afternoon, me and like 30 of my classmates all went to see this together. And then that night was the graduation dance. Like, it was one of like the wildest days of my childhood. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, so, JP, that was your number 10, right? Chris, what's your number 10? Mm-hmm. 10, The Vast of Night. So, this was my 19, and JP, you forgot to put it on, correct? 
Yep. So I, I just, yeah, it probably would have made my top. 20. Chris, give us your thoughts because when this, when you originally saw this movie, you said that's one of the greatest movies of all time, and you've tempted it somewhat. One of the best sci-fi movies, but but yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, it. If you didn't know anything about it, you would have been like, "This is a Spielberg movie from the '70s," which is why I love it so much. It looks like that. It's shot very vintagely. I don't know anything about it, or I've never really read into it. But it, I don't know how they actually shot it, but it looks like that. Um, and it has, it follows the what I was saying earlier about. It. I forget which movie it, it, I was talking about it, but it follows the. Hey, we're gonna have an alien stuff going on, and you're never gonna see it until the last second, which I love. It's like a classic formulaic sci-fi movie, and um, with a little bit of modern, like, hey, it's gonna look really good. Also, this is also, I think, at least I, I think I more hope Andrew Patterson, who wrote and directed this film. Um, maybe we're just watching the beginning of something. Cause if this is your first feature, I hope he didn't blow his wad on this one, but he's got so much talent and he has been very quiet for a couple years, but he actually does have a new sci-fi movie coming out this year called like the creator or something like that. And I've never seen him. That's him. Yeah. Oh shoot. I'm actually yeah. really interested in that. that movie. Something I also the, like the dialogue is so interesting in this movie. The, the characters are really, really well thought out too. And like you said, that ending's awesome. I, I love movies where you're like it, which is very Spielbergy from the seventies. You get everyone in town has some event over here. You know, mm-hmm. and then like these random group of kids are like discovering some crazy shit over here yeah. while everyone's, you know, distracted. I love that's, it. that's like stranger yeah. things. That's like super eight. That's like Halloween. Yeah. Very, very similar vibes. Yeah. My number 10 is ex machina. Oh, abstain. major abstain. Okay. I, I figured we would, but so yeah. it's in all of our top tens. Wow. All right. That's one of my favorite movies. JP, what's your number nine? Um, rogue one. So I put it one spot ahead of revenge of the sith and Which, i have i did not I see good, that coming i have good reason behind it so i th- i like revenge of the sith as a star wars movie more i think it's a better star wars movie yeah as say a one-off sci-fi movie i think rogue one is better chris where um, did you rank rogue one i had it at 11 okay so i think that's my reasoning i I like Re- Revenge of the Sith more. I think it's a better Star Wars movie, but as a sci-fi movie, like by itself, I think Rogue One is better. Would you have said um, that before Andor came out? Because Andor improved Rogue One to me. Yeah, I would have said it before Andor came out, but I mean, it's only gotten better, like you said. Um, really, really like this movie. I know it's Chris's like favorite Star Wars show. Chris, if you want to talk about it. Yeah, it's by far the best Star Wars movie. Like, well, Empire is the best Star Wars movie. Rogue One is the best film that is a Star Wars movie. Like, and unlike y'all, Andor was, I think I told y'all, Andor I was very disappointed by. There's potential there, and I'm looking forward to, like, Which more is of that stuff. insane. It's, it's absolutely right up your alley. It's so good. It, it's insane. It was made- 
It's not good. It's There's insane that you like Rogue One and you don't like Andor. It's nuts. Fuck Chris. Fuck Andor. Just give me the chick who's in the Senate. Chris, that Chris that was Rogue, made Andor. Rogue One stars a woman. How could you like that movie? <laughs> <laughs> all I want, all I want is a show about the Senator. I don't care about Andor. I don't care about anything they did that entire time. The whole time I was like, send me back to Coruscant. That's all I care about. So Rogue One. I want Coruscant ver- and Skarsgård. Ve- Rogue One is a very slow initial first hour. Um, yeah. And this, the second half turns into an incredible action film. But great, you can kind of tell. It's a great war movie. They did a lot of reshoots. It's a little disjointed. I, I like this movie a lot. But you can tell they did a lot of reshoots uh, afterwards. And one of the reshoots they did, though, is that incredible, incredible final three minutes, which yeah. blew me away. Absolute. Yeah. And, one of the best it. endings of any movie I've ever seen. Yep. Hey, can we get more Disney Star Wars movies where, like, there's actual shit on the line, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. the people I die, see. heroes die, there's a giant war, you know? Yeah. That was the thing about Rogue One I loved is that all the heroes had to die for their cause. That was pretty shocking. Um, Chris, what's your number it, nine? Arrival. So is mine. Oh, hey. Let's wait just a second. Okay. Uh, JP, what's your number eight? Snowpiercer. Love this movie. Wow. So that's really – so it was my 24 – and it's your eight. And Chris, you're the person who, when it came out, told me about it and how good it was. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's not so that Sno- good. So Snowpiercer <laughs> is Bong Joon-ho's, in my opinion, his best film. It is. Um, yeah, I agree. It's basically the world has frozen over and the only survivors are on this crazy train. And it's a way better commentary on classism than Parasite was to me. Way, way yeah, better. Parasite sucks compared to Snow. I was shocked seeing, uh, I had never seen, uh, what's his face, Chris Evans in a role other than uh, superhero movies. He's and a very good him, actor. He's so good in this. And he's, I mean, he's a sick bastard in this movie too. <laughs> seeing him play not the golden boy was pretty awesome. And, um, the idea just conveyances moving through a train love moving, a conveyance baby <laughs> <laughs> moving through a train and the higher you go up on the train the richer and more powerful these people are you I know who's the highlight of this awesome. movie tilda uh, yeah she's, she's pretty good. so good in it if she's so evil it's mm-hmm. it's awesome I think my uh, my favorite. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, I think the most uh, the most prescient uh, part of this movie is they're making us eat bugs, man. They're making (laughs) us eat bugs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I my criticism of it is uh, like, hey, it's a good flick. You know, it's good acting. Um, It's just kind of dumb at the end of it. Like, it's just like, ah, this is fucking dumb. All right, Chris, what's your number eight? Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, so I had it ranked at number 11. JP? I had it at 17. Okay, so 
this is a this is a great movie, and it's kind of what I was talking about with War of the Worlds. Uh, now, Doug Lyman is a little hit or miss for me, but Edge of Tomorrow, giant budget, Tom Cruise, sci-fi, sold, sold. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not only one of the better sci-fi movies of the 21st century. I mean, I put it at number eight. It's one of the best war movies, and it's one of the best action movies. And it demands, like, we have... Uh, the angel of death in that movie, Angel of Verdun, mm-hmm. she's up there. She's up there with uh, Furiosa for me. Emily she's Blunt is very favorite. good in this movie. She's very good, and she's someone that I've always thought of. Like, oh, she's like cute. She's so hot in this movie. Like, it's crazy how it's hot crazy. she is. <laughs> and you know who's awesome in this movie? Is Bill Gleason. fucking Paxton. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do love Paxton. <laughs> Bill Paxton is the man <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, Gleason's great in it, too. Yeah, there's like really... They really <laughs> fucked up the marketing of this movie, uh, but it's it's fantastic. It's really creative. I think it's based off a comic book, but I loved it, and uh, I don't know why more we people didn't go see it. We need a sequel. Uh. JP, what is, uh, or is it me? It's my eight. Uh, you. my eight is signs. Okay. Yeah. That was my 25. And yeah. Chris, this was not on your list. I've never seen it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Chris, yeah. Chris, Joaquin Phoenix, and Mel Gibson. Chris, yeah, I yeah. had, I had no idea. <laughs> this would be like one of your favorite movies. I feel like it's, it's Shyamalan, Chris, it's, right? It's yeah, Shyamalan. It's at, he at did the peak six, of his powers. He did Sixth Sense. <laughs> he did Unbreakable. And then he did Signs. Signs. Oh, and there's also uh, there's a child performance that will blow your mind when you realize who it is. Don't reveal for him, JP, but it's crazy. I was about to say it. I won't say <laughs> I won't say it. Signs. Um, number one, when it came out, completely terrified people. Absolutely like had super, super terrifying scenes. Is it like a poltergeisty? Alien movie? So, kind of. Like the yeah. other one? No, Signs is basically a like there's an alien invasion and it's a, there's a lot of religious themes and there's a lot of uh, religious symbolism throughout it. And this was M. Night Shyamalan before he got up his own ass and it's so well done <laughs> and it, everything's connected too. And there's a lot of interesting theories about signs as well. Chris, I would highly recommend this to you. It's so up your I might alley. I watch it tonight. Might and watch, it tonight. watch when it's dark too. It makes it better for sure. There's a there's a scene that is so unsettling. I won't I won't uh, reveal it. But when I first saw it, there's this one scene that I literally jumped out of my chair. It's 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 really well known for doing that. Is it better or worse than the village, bro? It's better. It's a lot better. <laughs> It's a lot better. better. Um, that was uh, a weird uh, creative partnership, by the way. Joaquin Phoenix and M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I think this was yeah. the first Joaquin Phoenix movie I ever saw. He's really good in it. He plays like the uh, kind of douchebag but kind of lovable brother-in-law. It's really solid. Um, or he, he might be the straight-up brother. I don't know. Uh, brother. Okay. JP, what is your seven? Inception. Abstain. Abstain. Um, Chris, what's your seven? Interstellar. I'm surprised it's that low. I'm surprised it hasn't aged well. 
Wow. Okay, so mine that I gotta abstain on that one, JP. Uh, yeah, I gotta wait. Uh, my number seven is Avatar, and I think I'm the highest, right? Yep. I had it at fourteen. I had it at. I did too. I had it at fourteen. I mean, what can I say about the movie that was like the biggest movie of all time when it came out? Like, it's just it yeah. revolutionized uh, everything. How we could see film. It started an unfortunate 3D craze. Is the story amazing? No, it's Fern Gully, but it's some of the best action I'm ever. Honest. Big fucking Jim. Jim Cameron knows what he's doing. <laughs> Jimbo, baby. <laughs> and I have watched this movie probably a dozen times, and it, it's, it's, love it. It's like crack for me, but in a good way. Yeah, this was the best um, movie experience I've ever had in, in the theater. Our uncle took us and our cousin, or took me and, um, our cousin to go see it in 3d and as a nine-year-old it was the most mind-blowing mm-hmm. movie experience i've ever had and i don't think it'll ever be topped that ex- movie experience yeah saw it in theaters three times never saw it in 3d i was not going to make the same mistake with way of water uh yep. jp what's your number six uh rival okay so in all of our top tens was chris me and you both had, had it at nine. nine yeah yeah so let's talk about it this is this is Denny Villeneuve. This is this was the the first Denny Villeneuve movie I saw, and I was like, "Who, who the fuck is this it? guy?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was um, this his first like huge American movie? No, Sicario is before this. Sicario was and, that before and, and, and Prisoners. Okay, yep. so I just watched them in a weird, uh, weird order then. Yes. but Arrival, Arrival is when I think of like how a an alien invasion would be i think this is more real it's kind of dumb to say i think it's more realistic than like an independence day i get what you mean though i i, I get what exactly what you mean. like i think it's kind of what we're going through now dude you see the ufo shit it's like hey they're just kind of sending some probes and they're checking us out they're running some tests they're going to talk to us, and then if we're bad, they'll fucking bomb everything. <laughs> like, the, idea, like that. the idea of having a linguist as the main character and how important language and communication would be, I've never seen in a sci-fi movie like that, and I thought that was fascinating. That was, re- And the way they depict the language and how they communicate, also fascinating. And, I and also, it's beautiful. And it's I, beautiful. It really watch. is. And, and I liked as well how they portrayed it wasn't just us centric this is happening all over the world and that's going to cause problems because what if one side does this and they take it as all humanity doing that and the other part i really liked was just the are they flashbacks are they flash forwards like the the inner cut throughout the movie of her and jeremy renner's relationship was just really well done i don't like amy adams as an actress and i thought she was incredible in this movie you yeah. you want to know why mine why it's not ranked higher for me? Renner. It's yeah. got one of my least favorite people yeah. on earth in it, Jeremy God, Renner. Um, There's no pleasing you. I think of this movie as such one of the most unique um, sci-fi movies mm-hmm. because taking something like time or language and having it be something completely different to a different type of being is like just because how alien would an alien be in this movie really like hit set on the head like how are our differences in uh 
language and time or could, when could she just figures be completely it out. Other, otherworldly. When she figures it out, I think that's probably the best part of the movie is when it like clicks on her and she's like, yeah, oh, it's time. And you're like, oh. <laughs> 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 all right. So um, JP, that was your six. Chris, what's your six? Um, did we do seven? Um, yeah, I did my seven. I did Interstellar for seven. Yeah, we skipped that. Yeah, yeah, we already did. All right, six, Ex Machina. Abstain. Okay, that was my ten. We're going to have a lot of similar movies right here. My number six is Minority Report. That was my 24. I have it at five. Okay, so we'll wait just a second. JP, what's your top, what's your number five? Interstellar. So is mine. Mine's Interstellar as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Interstellar. Um, Christopher Nolan. uh, This was the movie he made right after Dark Knight Rises, correct? Yep. uh, This is during the McConaughey run. Um, This movie melted my mind. It's one of the the best movie runs, or movie TV runs Mm -hmm. ever. When I think of a sci-fi movie in the modern era, um, I think of this movie immediately. I think everyone else does too. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's two thousand one, but um, like enjoyable. <laughs> it's two thousand one, but entertaining. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> the. The problem with it, though, what I was saying when it, it didn't age well... I don't is, understand that take. I, it's not that... So everything in it, the technical part of it, has aged fantastically. The science of it, I think, has aged very well because of the effort that they put into like the depiction of the black hole. And the sound, do you remember that? Two years ago when they heard, they d- heard a black hole for the first time? And it was I remember the you sound. saying this. Yeah, NASA heard a black hole for the first time, and it was like the exact sound in Interstellar. So how is it not is, aged um, well? Yeah, I don't get no, it. No, the plot of the movie has not aged well. Everything I have bought into sort of the main criticism of people who do not like Nolan, I think it applies to this movie, which is like so like love creates like a fourth dimension like i don't really it's sort of like hey don't think about it too hard but also we need you to overthink these one this one you know these detailed he's the most detailed director ever but it's like don't think about the plot too much it it's sort of like i buy it and it's a great movie and it looks beautiful and i'm in but like uh i wish he you know I see what you're saying. I just don't agree. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I like yeah. it as one of the themes of the movie is that even across time and space and, and this guy's relationship with his daughter is literally more important than all of that. And yeah. love, love transfer. So, so that time and space. So I ca- symbolically, it makes sense. Well, that's that's the thing. Symbolically, I agree with it. I don't. But he makes it an actual practical part of the plot, which I actually of kind of like. I kind of like that <laughs> that part of it. And then, um, it's it's just every aspect of this movie. It, it gets better the more I watch it. 
Um, and I do think maybe the most tense scene I've ever seen in the theaters was the docking scene um, when they're trying to dock with uh, towards the end outside the black hole. And all practical, right? It's just, it's just, I, I'm speechless by this movie. If you can't tell, like I love this movie. This yeah. this could have been. This is in my top five. I do think my top five is unassailable. Um, yeah, this is a big YouTube scene movie for, for sure. Me. For sure. Yeah, the in waves. Time, the, waves the waves scene is probably my top. One of my top watched YouTube videos. Oh yeah. So this was JP's um, five. It was my five. Chris, what's your number five? My five. Minority Report. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> I had it at six. You had it at five. JP, where was it for you? Twenty-four. So have I? Unforgivable. Have I said it? I've seen it once. Tom Cruise, Spielberg, <laughs> huge budget, giant budget, <laughs> sci-fi. What else do you need? And this is this movie is true. It is. It is. Steven Spielberg went into the future, filmed a documentary, and brought it back to our time. And it's also you throw in, what if we also made it LA Confidential? Like, what if we gave it a complete R <laughs> vibe? And what if we have yeah. awesome supporting performances that young Colin Farrell, um, Max von Sydow, and it's a, I think it's based on an old Philip K. Dick short story. And it's, I could be wrong on that. But it's just so fascinating. And you have these really interesting action scenes, but it's also just the mystery is great. Detective. He's doing yeah. it's a detective movie. And it's Tom Cruise sort of like give it a couple years and he's sort of lost it for like he he gets a little too weird a couple years after this. And he has just the right of like intense Tom Cruise-iness in this movie where he's like, Oh my God, this guy's kind of a nut, but you're a, you love watching him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, he demands Free crime, baby. Pre-crime. I know I need to rewatch it. Demands it. multiple viewings as well. Um, I remember when Gabe showed it to me, I did love it though. And uh, maybe, maybe it just went over my head a little bit as young as I was but I'll, I'll definitely rewatch it. Okay, so my number five was Interstellar. This is why we go in this order so we don't get confused, JP. Have we all done our top, our number fives? Yeah. Yep. Okay, JP, what's your number four? Ex Machina. Okay. So uh, it was my 10, and Chris, it was your... Six. It's a great movie. Great movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies, uh... I've ever seen, and I'm shocked Chris likes it, but it probably is Oscar Isaac's best performance. Strangest, only, funniest. It might be his only good. He's so good in this movie. Uh, okay, the dancing well. scene again. <laughs> one of my top, one of my top watched YouTube videos is the dancing hey, scene. Dude, I'm about to tear up the <laughs> yeah. fucking dance floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching it with y'all, and I think like part of the way I just turned and I was like. So he's fucking all of these robots. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the idea of getting a freak uh, Zuckerberg type to be the mm-hmm. villain of the movie and slowly 
um, it's revealed that he is a sick fuck indeed. Like, the rumors are true. He's a weird recluse. And um, I want to know what y'all think about the ending. Uh, so, I love so JP, you're, you're someone who's like, the ending is the greatest thing I've ever seen, right? I'm yeah. not that high yeah. like you, but it's an awesome ending. Yeah, I think the hallway scene to her escape is some so of the good. best unnerving, thrilling horror I've ever seen. It's incredible. So this was Alex. I absolutely Alex Garland it. was a famous author and he was a famous screenwriter before this. But I think this was his directorial debut. And I didn't like Annihilation, which got amazing reviews of his follow up to this. And I... I heard men wasn't that good, which came out last year, maybe. So I'm hoping he refines his footing because this was an awesome movie. The guy has the potential mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Annihilation is, um, was one of one. my top, uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. It's a little weird. It gets a little meta, but, uh, JP, I think the hallway scene in the dance, like the hallway scene is, you know, in the 2001, when he's in that uh, that tunnel that's spinning and he's basically escaping how yeah. it, it's that it's that to me, but it's reversed. Reversed, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The roles are reversed. The people are the bad ones. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good reflection of like how we've advanced as a society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, what's your number four? Um, um, let me see. My number four, Inception. Abstain. So we're on my number four, and I do wonder if we're getting to a point where either we have the exact same, or if our caveats at the beginning, like, like, hey, I didn't choose this type of movie, I didn't choose this type of movie, are going to have us differ. Because I know we all are going to love each other's picks, but I just wonder if we have some differences right here. My number four is Children of Men. Oh, man, I thought we had the same exact last three. Uh, abstain. Okay. I have it yeah. Yeah. Okay. Abstain. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, JP, what is your number three? Children of men. Okay. Children okay. of men. <laughs> I made a Chris, last minute list. change and <laughs> yeah. switched you it away. It from three to four. Yeah. Like, uh, like yesterday. Uh, so damn. this is if, if, if our listener goes back and listens to some of our old podcasts, like top of the 2000s, top of the 2010s, you can tell that we really like sci-fi because a lot of these movies are in our top 25s of the last decades when we do that. Um, And we have gone deep on Children of Men multiple times because it was, I think it might have been my top, it's in my top three of the 21st century in general. And I think it's in my top two of 2000 to 2010. If, if so, you've never seen Children of Men, it's a dystopian England. Um, this is directed by Alfonso Cuaron, came out in 2006. And besides the fact that it's just amazing performances, it's such a cool, interesting story. The plot line, there hasn't been a kid born in 18 years. Like, and the world has gone to shit because of that. And just Quaron has these amazing one shots. And this was before, like now you see a one shot, like in Outer Banks will have a one shot or something like it's very common now, but it was not common back then. Like 
this is like when when Reggie Miller used to like hit like six threes in a game in the nineties. No one was doing that. Nowadays it's commonplace, but right, right. The one shots that that they do in this movie are my favorite, probably in cinema. This is this is for people who aren't super into movies. This is the guy who did the Revenant, and that's what he was became that, really famous. And that's that's in Yuritu. He did. Uh, he, did he did Gravity. Curran did Gravity. Yeah, yeah. And he did uh, and one of the Harry Potters too. Azkaban. Yeah, my favorite Azkaban. one. Yeah, and yeah, the one shots in this movie are great. But I think Gabe um, mentioned it. I it, the plot of this movie. I think it's the coolest sci- and most realistic sci-fi po- plot of all of these movies that we're talking about. Um, it's not is aliens. Or- is it it's original? Not- I think it is. Did he write it? I don't know who wrote it. Um, um, it's it's just a film that gets has gotten better as we've aged, and I do think that we can't get the full appreciation of it because I think there's a little bit of like a one percent. You got to be British because there's a lot of like little British stuff going on here, but. Uh, this is an awesome movie. Themes of uh, totalitarian governments and terrorism, and um, the idea of uh, purpose in life, I think, are very, very interesting concepts they bring up here. And uh, I don't really have a flaw with this movie. In the ending is one of I've I've already said this twice, but Love I it. mean these sci-fi movies are my favorite movies. <laughs> the ending of this movie is one of the best endings I've ever seen. It's so... It's so touching. Oh, my... Yeah. Like, the last 30 minutes of this movie, it, it gets me every time. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, this was my number four, and this is you guys' as number three. So, on my number yep. three, I really do think we have, like, the same exact movies here. We do. Um, my number three is Mad Max Fury Road. That's uh, okay. Number two. That's my number two. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're we're really really close together right here. So have yeah. you said Inception yet? Nope. Ah, okay. Uh, that's probably our dif- differentiator right there. Mad Max Fury Road, uh, all time great trailer. And then when I saw the movie, having never seen a Mad Max before, just just mind melting. Such George Miller. It's one of the all time great in history directing performances. Um, the scope of the movie. He said he had the movie figured out decades earlier, but he's like, I, there's no way I could film this until like the 2010s. Basically he had to wait for like camera technology, I guess to get that good. The greatest car chases I've ever seen. The whole movie's a chase. And then I know we want to talk about Furiosa. Greatest, greatest action character of the 21st century. You know, we've, we've talked what go ahead. That might, See, that's a tough one, but that I might agree with that. We've talked we'll see, about we'll see when her movie comes out. We've talked about Furiosa being our favorite um, best actress performance um, in years for some of us, maybe ever. Charlize is she's able to transform more than almost any other actor or actress I've ever seen. And Gabe, going back to George Miller, imagine he storyboarded this whole movie like just unreaction scenes and chase scenes it's like okay yeah here's some plans or whatever and then we'll get with the stunt guys and we'll figure it out 
we'll have it planned out eventually. It's like, no, he drew this shit, like every movement of this chase scene. And it's like, dude, that's out of control that he could plan that in his head. (laughs) It sounds impossible. It's crazy. um, It's one of a kind. Only one person could have done it. I think this is the best action movie I've ever seen. And then add on top of it that it's a sci-fi movie. It has to be really high on it. JP, that's list. not a bad take. That's yeah. really like, okay, I could yeah. see it being the best action movie ever. Like if you said that, that's okay. Yeah. All right. So Mad Max Fury Road was my number three. It was both of you guys number two. So I guess we're on my number two again, which is, and we're all going to have the same number one. My number two is Inception. Okay. That was my I had set. it at four. Okay, so we've talked about this Inception. This is Nolan's, on... be- it's Nolan's best movie. It's, Other... har- it's, it's hard to choose. It's this or Dark Knight for Dunkirk. me. I think it's Dunkirk, but it might... Eh. I think right now I'm, at, I'm on Inception. It changes probably per month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too hard to choose. I, I want to see Leo in more um, Nolan movies. I think I just want to see Leo in more movies, but he is so good in this. Um, I thought this was one of the most creative movies I've ever seen, although it is stolen from a Scrooge McDuck comet. Um, <laughs> th- this movie is so original and so I didn't think it was hard to follow. I knew people that walked out because I said they couldn't follow it. I didn't get that at it all. It makes perfect sense. And they explain every part of it. And it's a heist movie. It's an action sci-fi heist that takes place in the mind within it's it's heat it's heat but it's in your it's in your dreams which is why i love it unbelievable cast led by leo but i mean that like the 10th person in the cast is michael kane you know yeah and can want to be as great in it and tom hardy i think i chose as my best supporting actor of the 2010s because this is like i might just give him james bond Based off this, based off him being the sixth lead in this movie, give him James Bond. The only, the only criticism I have of it is the Ellen Page character, but she's there on purpose. Yeah. Some people, what we were just saying, like, how is it a confusing movie? Because everything's explained. It's because of her. Yeah. It's because you want, you have to have someone in there um, for Ariadne you have to explain the mechanics of how it works. And I thought that it was pretty seamless, honestly. Yeah. It just gets annoying. Like on multiple watches, you're like, okay, Ellen page, come on. (laughs) We know this now. (laughs) I don't really remember her doing much than serving that purpose for the audience. Um, Could he have used a character like that in tenant? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, (laughs) Definitely could have. Okay, so have we all done everything besides our number ones? Yeah. Yep. And we all are going to have the same one. Let's hear it. Blade, Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got a few minutes. Let's talk about it. God, this is a great movie. I mean, I, we're all saying it's the best sci-fi movie of the 21st century. It's in the top five movies of the 21st century for me. It's the most beautifully shot movie I think I've ever seen. 
you can tell we're just such basic like film bros. Like it's like Nolan and Villeneuve and Spielberg, like every other movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What I will say, what's funny about this movie between us three, because we feel differently about. We all feel the same about this one, but the first one we all feel differently. The first one is uh, one of the most ridiculous, stupid movies I've ever seen. Hundred percent agree. And it's evil. it's considered like the greatest sci-fi movie ever. It's not. I don't like it, which is why I didn't know Gabe, that I, I'd like this one. Gabe, I I actively while watching it was like, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> and then watching this movie is like complete masterclass like not even close doesn't even compare and it's on the same sequel list as a godfather 2 terminator 2 empire terminator or uh yeah i mean it's unbelievable with the, it's probably one of the best sequels ever with the goodwill that blade runner has i don't get how 2049 is not a bigger deal critically and i don't get how it's not a bigger deal like i don't get why it didn't make 600 million dollars yeah yeah yeah, it, probably it marketed a, incorrectly. Yeah, uh, I like so the treatment of like Harrison Ford in this movie is how Force Awakens and like Indy Six and or Indy Five, whatever one we're on now, that's how you treat characters like that. Like, I think that's my favorite part of the movie, honestly, is when he goes to Vegas and finds him and you hear the Elvis thing playing and they're fighting. I love how mm-hmm. grumpy he is and he plays it perfect. Um, but can we talk about how terrifying the villain is in this movie? Uh, Leto and Sylvia Hux. The, the girl in it is... Yeah. Like, when she goes to meet uh, the girl from... The lady from Princess Bride. Yeah, Robin Wright. Robin Wright, legit skin crawling. I'm mm-hmm. terrified. Yeah, of her. yeah, that and, lady is. And Jared Leto, <laughs> I I think it's it's pretty much over for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is him. Okay, this kind of kicks off his. I'm going for it, and it just fucking nails it in this movie. Since then, it's kind of been like, dude, you need to rein it in. <laughs> but, Do you think he was just playing himself in this? Movie? Yeah, he, they just <laughs> they they just said, Jarrett, close your eyes and just start like talking, and we'll film it. Yeah, <laughs> and we we talked about he's. It's not even like uh, this. Also, has Ana de Armas as a she's awesome in it. But we haven't uh, mentioned the main character is Ryan Gosling. We Ryan haven't Gosling, who's awesome yeah. and. Here's why his performance is so incredible. He is, I mean, he's literally playing Ken, the the doll coming up soon. He is the definition of a movie star. Mm-hmm. Good looking, can hold the camera, can do face ups, like he's swaggy, all this stuff, and he literally plays a robot in this. Movie. He does he's like a robot. He does so much <laughs> in this movie. Um, with facial expressions, very, very subtle stuff that is super difficult to pull off because he, like you say, he is a robot and yet you can see the emotions within him in a lot of his scenes. And I think that's the sign of a great actor, how you're able to basically play off other characters to have those reactions. Not everyone can do that. Yeah. Any, uh, any honorable mentions you want to recommend to people before we sign off? 
I mean, there there to was go watch. there was a lot of really really good or just just solid sci-fi movies. A couple that we didn't mention. Um, I am Legend didn't make my list, but was close. Uh, yeah, that was in my honorable mentions too. If it had a better ending, I think that I would have probably put it on there. The the Godzilla twenty the Gareth Edwards Godzilla is great, and I also really liked the Alien Covenant. The last I think that's the last Alien movie. I thought that was good too. I haven't seen that one yet. I have to watch that but i put um stuff like prey almost made my list towards the end of it um invisible man the newest invisible man with elizabeth moss i think Mm -hmm. uh surprisingly great even though i hate her face um (laughs) (laughs) passengers uh passengers is not very good no, it's, no. it's all right. It's like popcorn, romance, sci-fi, which is cool. Um, the Purge, I couldn't decide if that's sci-fi, that's, that's, so I left it that's off. That's sci-fi. Yeah. That probably would have made my list if I had thought of it. And then 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think it's the best Cloverfield, and it's so creepy. I need to see that. I still need to see it, yeah. yeah. Chris, what I about had, you? Uh, I, I had The Lobster. Um, I chose not to include it as sci-fi, but it's uh, Colin Farrell an A24 movie, really good romance movie, but it's got a sci-fi sort of underbelly to it. Um, Moon, I watched actually yesterday. It is on everyone's list for sci-fis. I don't recommend it. It's not good. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to say Solo. Solo, yeah, it was on mine. Honorable. Two really? thumbs up for Solo. No. Two thumbs up for Solo. No, that, that's it's okay. <laughs> beyond, beyond, that's about as much thought that that movie deserves is two thumbs up. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not as bad as everyone says. Um, the, last thing I would say, I would uh, definitely two movies on my list that I would tell people to watch is Dark Skies because I don't think it really did that well, or is that known? And uh, if you're really, really into sci-fi stuff like us and you want to nerd out over it, Primer is the crazy uh, mm. time travel movie. So, What's your top recommend game? From my list? Uh, well, it depends yeah. on who like I'm... Like movies that people hasn't seen. Depends on who I'm talking to, honestly. But uh, I would probably say to watch Firefly and then Serenity just because that's a lot of content. That's like... 15 16 hours of content right there so i would say that's probably my basic recommendation right there but all the all these movies are good if you like sci-fi stuff i think mine's got to be children of men because i i don't know many people that have seen it but it's it it like has everything you need Mm -hmm. all right well thank you everyone uh or thank you to the one person uh Thank you, Mark. Check us out out on Instagram and our website and uh, share with your friends. Thank you.